I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Dak Prescott, he's supposed to play now. It's pretty much official. Vegas, we had an idea even before that. It opened up when there was uncertainty at $7.5 favorite. Now up to 10 Vegas beating the news. Speaking of news, Tyrod Taylor, he's going to play. What kind of effect did we have? It was an upgrade for Houston. They were 6.5-point underdogs, now 5.5. Taylor is an upgrade. Thursday night football, the Colts were 10 over the Jets, up to 10.5. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas. Live on a Thursday, Thursday Night Football. Live on 225 FSR stations. Across this great, great nation. Had a illness yesterday. A.J. and Fez coming out of the mothballs. Fez, how'd he do? He was good. It was, good. It, was, it was a very different vibe of a show because I did all the parts of the show that I do now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did all the parts of the show that you do now, mm-hmm. and Fez was here to help me out. So, <laughs> so when me and Fez did, you know, like a year of that, you never knew how much to, like, think. But you had Jonas then, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now imagine it's just no, you and well, Fez. No, I hear you. And again, I mean, radio, you're new to radio. Right. It's my first first week. I mean, <laughs> you threw me under the bus. Huh? I know it's your first week, but I'm out today. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. Now, he's the fan who beats the man. Starting off in radio, AJ Hoffman. <laughs> Thank you, RJ. Happy Thursday. We have the Colts taking on the Jets on Thursday night football. Dak is back for the Dallas Cowboys, and the NFL's investigating into Aaron Rodgers and any improprieties there may have been involving that story. So what could be the possible improprieties? That he, I mean, that he was untruthful with well, his but status. How that, but how could he be untruthful if he said he was inoculated or, or immunized, I guess? Immunized. And But hold on a second. Is he petitioned the NFL to to recognize his approach or that alternative approach. So how can you be trying to fool him when you're saying, hey, by the way, can you recognize this? From what I understand, he asked him to recognize that after he got uh, COVID. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So like now oh. it's like, oh, you're out for COVID. We've got you listed as uh, not vaccinated. And he then, said, well, can I be treated vaccinated okay. because I've done this? Okay. But then how's that deceiving anyone? Because. So what you're saying, the NFL had him, let's say there's a list. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I'm not going to say it's like, like the McCarthy hearings or anything, but let's say there's a list and in it, there's a big X through Aaron Rodgers because he's not vaccinated, right. all right? I'm saying hypothetically. Now, he gets he gets COVID, right? He then, according to you, is saying, hey, you know, actually, 
I did do this alternative approach. I know you've got me not vaccinated, but will you consider recognizing it? Because that would allow the protocols for him to get back to be easier, right? And they, they're going to say, yeah, or I guess they said no. Right. But how is he deceiving anyone? So the, what the NFL is actually investigating is how the Green Bay Packers have followed protocol for players who aren't oh, immunized. Oh, okay. Or, excuse so, me, not vaccinated. Yeah. I want to make sure so there's a clear saying, difference there. What you're saying is the league, in theory, had him on the big X list, but was Green Bay treating – was he the only one on Green Bay that wasn't vaccinated? Isn't that a big threshold? Yeah, this is uh, fascinating. That will not be the Vegas lead. Okay. In fact, <laughs> in fact, we're not going to speak of that again unless okay. it somehow affects something that matters. I'm calling an audible. I want to go to – we were thinking about starting with Dak. We'll get to him. Let's start talking about the Indianapolis Colts. And my question to you is – and I'll set it up, AJ. This is a short week. It's the shortest of weeks. They had a dream crusher last week. How much do we account now a 10 up to, in some spots, a 10 and a half point favor? How much do we account for the dream crusher phenomenon? And let me define that for new listeners. This is about the time of year where this starts, and it's going to extend all the way through week 17. You know, I guess there's 18 weeks this year, is the following concept. The week after you've lost your season goal, whatever your season goal was, it might be to be 500, might be to win the Super Bowl, whatever. The week that that is no longer a reasonable possibility is a tough week to be up emotionally, motivationally. Because think about it. The goal you had the entire time is now gone. To find a new goal instantly is hard. Now, these are professionals. A week goes by. They mourn the, you know, the dream crusher. The crushed dream, and then they're ready in two weeks usually. But I don't think I've ever seen a spot where the dream crusher happens, and we can debate if it did or didn't for the Colts. Are their dreams crushed? And then they have a game three days later, and they're laying doubles? What do you think? I would I would first say I don't think their dreams are crushed. Okay, so let's make that case. The case is now their their dreams to win the division are probably crushed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the AFC wild card race is so wide open because there's no one really, you know, clearly running away with those spots in the AFC. Well, it's hard to run away in eight games if you're a wild card because that means you're not winning your division, so you can't have that good of a record. But there's not many teams in the AFC who feel like they are head and shoulders above the rest. It feels like there's the Bills, the Ravens, and then there's a bunch of glop wow okay i mean we can debate that list but um i i see your i I just don't think it's possible like when is there ever going to be and and i think your point kind of is made regardless i think in general there's never going to be a time there's like a uh locked up seven teams eight weeks in so coach right now the odds are 10 to 1 to win the division so obviously a long shot there. They were three and a half to one before the game. So obviously a big letdown. But 538 says a 34% chance to make the playoffs. Okay, okay. So maybe it's not a dream crusher. It's a crusher. It was, I mean, they win that game. They're probably a coin flip now to win the division. I agree. Because, you know, with Henry out specifically. Yeah. And that's the other thing to look at. The Titans lose Derrick Henry. The Titans next two games, the Rams and the Saints which it kind of makes you think three games ago what kind of stretch this has been for Tennessee. Right. I mean, because let's think about this. It was Kansas City, uh, Buffalo, and Colts. the Colts. And then they got the Rams. 
and the Saints. And the Colts' next two games, Jets and Jacksonville, they probably feel like they can make up some ground in All the right. next two weeks. All right, you know weeks. what I'm going to do? I'm going to concede the point. Thank you. I think, I, I think that they're going to be mad they lost, but it's not a dream crusher. And if anything, maybe it focuses them. We'll talk about the full handicap on the game by about 6.45 or so Eastern. Right here now, Colts are minus 10. Over the Jets, total 45 and a half. And I'll put my uh, my prop uh, record on the line. What's your record? Six and two. Thursday night football props. That's pretty strong. Thank you, sir. I think that, let me see. That's almost 75%. Just over, I think. <laughs> mm. Maybe uh, just under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm RJ Bell. He is AJ Hoppin with the streak he's talking about. I don't have any streaks, just a lifetime of winning. We're straight out of Vegas. You know what? We did the podcast last night, Mm -hmm. and I said, this is how you know RJ's actually sick. Within nine minutes, you've mentioned, I did the radio show without you, (laughs) and I did the podcast without you. And I said, here's how I know know RJ was really sick. You had your best week in the NFL of the whole season. I said, if if RJ were feeling good, he'd be in here chest puffed out talking about how great he did. You know something? I used to be like that, more like you. (laughs) But at some point, you just keep winning. What happens? You just keep collecting. It ha- but if you listen to this show regularly, you know that. We're straight out of Vegas. We'll take care of this DAC stuff right away. So there was a little confusion in the pre-show meeting. You can relax. I'll do. I'll host maybe, you know, do the driver too, because that way you can make up for yesterday and I don't have to hear about oh, it all the time. Thank you. All right. So the line opened up. Now, here's the question I think that we have to get into. What should the line have been in Dallas? So... What's the power rating say right now? And what the line actually was, was seven and a half when it opened, and it's moved to 10. Now, power ratings will give us an idea of what the line would be if Dak were healthy. What are you seeing there from Fez's rating? Fez's power rankings make it eight and a half on a neutral. All right, on a neutral. And this game is? Currently 10. It's 10. Oh, it's in Dallas. In Dallas. So 10 and a half or so, it seems like. So what we're saying, but again, a half point here or there, it's going to be fine. So the line opened at seven and a half, which clearly built into the opening number uncertainty about Dak. Obviously, he didn't play last week. So it makes sense there'd be uncertainty. And now as the weeks progressed, it's ticked up and ticked up. And now it's back to where it should have been at 10. And wouldn't you say because they won last week without Dak? No, not this. This no. game is even more of a reason not to play Dak than it would have been a week ago against an AFC team instead of an NFC team. You've got a more comfortable. I don't, I don't think NFL teams remember Drew Brees when he hurt his hand. Mm-hmm. And the whole plan was or the thought was that they had like four or five or six games. I think it was six. And then they had a bye. And all the projections of the time put it right on the bye week when he'd be back. Now, the guy was in his, what, last year or next to last year? I think it was next to last year at that point. Or was it his last year he got hurt? It was, uh, it was last year because that's what it, it was. It was last year. Okay. So the week before the bye, he comes back early. Even though at the time they had won, you know, no, I, I, don't, I think Bridgewater was a starter for those games, so it would have been two years ago. Yeah, he, f- he hurt his finger in week two of the season before last year. Yeah. He also missed games last year. Yeah, because okay. I'm thinking it was, Bridgewater was the guy that went 5-0. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I thought, you know, I wasn't sure either. So um, I think Breeze had been retiring for like Bre- five Breeze years. Breeze gets hurt <laughs> every year now. Well, right? he gets, well, I guess he, the last few not, years. not hurt as an announcer. No, he's doing okay with that. Fine. 
you relax. I think you overworked yesterday. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that Breeze came back the week before the bye. He could have had two more weeks and miss one game, and they had been 5-0 and without him. Maybe the 5-0 and without him is why he came back. These, these NFL guys, are do, they come back. There's no calculation like the guy that's got five days, sick days left, and it's November, and he's got the sniffles, and he's trying to decide, should I take today off or not? That's not how these guys think. You know, Tom Brady doesn't, you know, was famous, especially with Garoppolo, for not wanting to come out even when they're winning 45 nothing. He didn't want that other guy to get any momentum. Because what happens? All of a sudden, it's like, he looks pretty good. And again, Garoppolo... Uh, Brady, they were trying to get rid of Brady when they drafted Garoppolo, and he understood that because by normal ages uh, or aging, he would have been hitting the end of the road. And so I don't think Dak, especially after Cooper Rush has a good game, you think Dak wants to put him on display? No. Yeah, so I, I think the stuff that people do, like should they play softball or whatever, you know, in the league, 40-over league, they, they try to apply that. I, I think the—I mean, listen, you've been around UFC. You know, you had a UFC or a professional fight. You've been around, like, some elite UFC people, A.J. Hoffman, you've been. Is—are they the type that's calculating how to get rest? No, but you, we mentioned this last week, and Dak—I think Dak would have played if it was up to him. How do you know that? You're making that up, though. Well, no, Dak said as much. Oh, if he it's, said it's, it's not up to, to me. It's like, don't hold me back. Hold me back. Well, well what else can I say? I mean, that, <laughs> but, that's what he said. He said, it's is, not up to me. Well, first of all, he said at the time that, that it's not up to me if I can play or not. That doesn't mean he wanted to play. That That's true. Right? So, I mean, we can parse this any way we want, but I guess my point is— I, I don't – first of all, if Dak wants to play, he's going to play. Unless it's a concussion, if he wants to play, what are they going to say, no? Like, when does that ever happen with a star player? But you do you, th- so to you shoot think Dak up. didn't want to play last week? I think Dak always wants to play, but I don't think he was able to. I don't think – if he was unable to play, I don't think you, you want to play with your heart. But, like, I don't think he thought he could go on the field and do it. Okay. Right? But I, this all – I think that we're – to wrap that up, I think we're debating a couple different things. The one thing I agree with strongly, and I want to see if you agree, because it was my main point, which is I believe that the league, the NFL, professional athletes in general, but the NFL specifically, they don't do things like, hey, if I take off a Monday and a Friday, I only, you know, I can have a super long weekend. They, you know, they don't, you know, because I don't think they think like that. Most of them, especially the elite guys don't. The guys we care if they play or not, I don't think they think like that. Thus, I think that the fact Dak looks like he's going to play, it makes sense. I agree wholeheartedly. And the NFL doesn't load manage the way the NBA does. Less games. Yeah, I think they want to, whenever they can possibly get out there, they want to get out there. That's why what you talked about, guys normally willing to get shots to go out and play, they do it because they've only got 17 of these things a year. Well, and, you know, there's been speculation that with the 17 games now, that maybe if you get to the second half of the year, some of these guys, if they're half on the border of being able to play, the team will want to hold them back to get a little, to load manage a little bit. And the Cowboys were one of the very few teams in a position where if they set a guy out and they lost a game in the standings, they were still in really good shape. But quarterbacks, the one position they're not going to do that way, for almost for sure. So when we get back, we are going to talk, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk about the three things 
that AJ and Fezzik missed that they should have talked about yesterday. <laughs> All that and more coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to get to all the things I messed up yesterday when R.J. was gone. No, no, no. We don't have time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to some of the things. The three things. Just three topics that if there was a more veteran hand here to guide you, you would have been touching on. But, I mean, Fezzik, did he he talk about any vacation spots that only the 1% can go to? No. Good, good, good. Even with that, historically, fastest growing show right here on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Is it cause of AJ? No. It's because of you. <laughs> you for spreading the word and supporting us. And we appreciate it. And we'll keep supporting you the best we can. And even when I'm sick, if you, listen, if you tune in and you don't hear me and you want to tune out, no one's going to blame you. But I think you should stay because it gives AJ a chance to shine. Did you shine yesterday? I think I did all right. I think you would have graded me at like a B, B plus. So better than your high school grade? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you can listen to the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 78 degrees. 78. Neon is chugging. All right, RJ, let's take a look. The three things that Fez and I missed yesterday, what do you got? Okay. And we uh, that's a fun little thing, but I think a topic that's important is player empowerment, player taking power, really. And we don't blame them, but the question is, where's the line? Now, what I see is if someone's a disagreeable personality, like Aaron Rodgers for a lot of, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Absolutely. People are are not afraid to say, ah, enough with Rodgers. Like, you hear that a good bit. I think if he wasn't a disagreeable personality, and let me ask, who's the player that's ever done anything that wasn't criminal, that the media was 51% or more against in the last couple of years? LeBron James. Okay, and I think a lot of people are rubbed wrong by LeBron. I mean, like, sure. if you would say a popular, I mean, a lot of people love LeBron. That feels very generational in a way. You know, he really is LeBron, the representative. If if anything, he's had more to do to, with forming the mentality of the players today than anyone. So he represents that. He's like the emblem of that. But he also is the creator in a way, and give him a ton of credit. But a lot of people don't like where it's gone. Right. right. So I think it might, maybe let me restate the question. I don't can't think of anyone who you would not have put on the oh he's unpopular list beforehand that has done something that the the they said that's too far. We finally have found the limit, baby. I I do think that with COVID and things like that now, uh, like Cole Beasley, who was a fan favorite guy. Oh, whoa, whoa, you're missing. Oh. Finish your po- or set it up, but I think you're missing something. Like Cole Beasley used to yeah. be like the likable, gritty guy, and then he's like, "I'm not going to get vaccinated," and everybody's like, "You're a terrible person." So, so see, that's the thing that we want to get really straight and centered is that if it's almost like Superman versus Batman, <laughs> is if you got the hey, I'm a radio guy, I'm a TV guy, I'm making hundreds of thousands a year, if not seven figures, if not eight figures, some of them. 
I'm not mentioning names, is <laughs> is the idea, not me, I know that okay, much, okay. I, I could be sure of that, is they want to act like they're working class so bad. I mean, so bad. You know, and listen, I, it's hard for me to like a radio guy more than I like Colin. And at you. a personal level, he's done a lot for me. But when he, he, his dad was a dentist and he talks about being working class, you don't know what working class is <laughs> if your dad's a dentist and you think you're working class. It's like, and again, I'm not saying that that's a silver spoon, but that's different when they got the DDS beside their name. You, know, you can't sign your name without adding something. <laughs> you're not working class. But everyone wants to, now listen, when your dad's a coal miner, your mom's a school teacher, and you grew up with 4,000 people, in a city and had 72 in your graduating class, you were working class, AJ. Now you, you grew up in Austin, whatever was going yeah, or Houston somewhere. Life. I don't need to put on those bona fides. You can hear it in my accent. So, <laughs> so the fact of the matter is that it's a battle usually to want to support the players because the players are the workers in this analogy. So all the radio guys want to be for the workers. But then... If it comes to the Democrat progressive platform, now if you have a worker go against the progressive party line, their heads start to fume. Like like smoke starts coming out of the radio guy's ears because they can't figure out like oh, what do I want to do? Do I want to be against the player or do I who's the worker or do I want to be against what's right? Because apparently that's what's right. I think they usually fall on the side of demonizing the player. Because the player's usually a minority, so it's kind of easy to say, well, that he's the exception. Because a lot of people are going to look and say, yeah, I could see him doing wrong. I mean, let's be honest. If Tim Tebow <laughs> didn't get vaccinated. Now, with Tebow, it was different. It's kind of a complicated one because there does seem to be a, a pervasive anti-religious sentiment through the media. It, it's anti-people who are very open and outward with their religion. Yeah, but that, Although I don't feel like Derek Carr gets that same thing, and he was talking about it yesterday about the rugs thing, and, and they no one was saying, oh, he's annoying with this. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But again, the, in most religions, and again, I went to CCD. I, you know, I was raised a Catholic. I know a little bit about it. I'm not like you know. Sunday, I'm busy. You're confirmed. You're basically that, that a pope. is true. That is true. No, no, no. That is true. Though I did all three. I'm proud of that. I didn't want to, but I did. The third, you know, was hard. You know, when you're 16 years old, you don't want to be in, in church all right. the time. But it, it seems like well, what I know is in a lot of religions, it's the obligation if you're a member of it to proselytize, I guess is what it's called, where like, you have to try to say, hey, I'm a, you know, this is great. And they, not that you get on. It's not like Tebow's walking around saying, hey, are, are you saved? And, you know, and, try, and handing out like a, a flyer to go to some event. You know, if you say, thank, you know, I don't know where that line is, but in general, there is this anti-religious line, or at least they don't want it to kind of interfere with sports or whatever. Agree. But man, when it comes, I mean, let me ask you this, name the players that just didn't rub everyone the wrong way, right? Or they didn't go against the progressive, um, uh, what would you call it? The accepted uh, positions now, right? So the, the platform, let's say. Like it, it, when, when they go against the platform, a player of, and let's be honest, the media is vastly progressive. Yeah. Is in, in sports media too, I think in general. 
uh, you know, again, we can debate that exactly how much it is, but it is. I mean, a guy like Clay Travis, the fact that he was such a sensation was he's talking so differently than a lot of people. You know, it wasn't because he was talking like everyone else. Yeah, I accept that. Yeah. Go ahead. You had to. You know, you know, I was saying I accept that, that that it's certainly the the majority of sports media is is that way. So to wrap it up, I think it is interesting that when someone doesn't want to get the shot, they're crazy or the vaccination. But there's nothing else they can do. It seems like to be to, to be unacceptable except go against the party line. And, and I want to see fair. the examples of of it. And you know, like a Cam Newton, you could say, well, they were against him. Yeah, because he was un- for whatever reason he was unpopular. Now again, with Cam, I think that was been a while. I think there was a race element. I mean, there was an audaciousness. If if there's a player who's audacious and doesn't seem old school. It rubs a lot of old school writers, or I guess writers aren't the case, but sports guys the wrong way. I'll give you one more example. Kevin Durant seemed like a really likable guy, uh-huh. and then he started with the burner accounts on Twitter and like basically defending himself on Twitter, and people kind of turned on Kevin Durant, I would say. You know, but I think that all happened after he went to Golden State, and it felt like a weak move. People, The way to get unpopular, I mean, the whole Cam thing got bad when he didn't go for that fumble in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So when you don't play the way that these sports guys dream that they would play, <laughs> they would do it. if they somehow were good enough to even start on their high school team, <laughs> then 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 they're going to be against you. Right. You know. All right. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas, which segues into Michael Thomas. Now, he decides not to get the surgery. Is he getting paid this year? I would assume so. How? He was he when I'm guessing the deal that he signed when he was at his peak guaranteed him a lot of money. No, no. But what I'm saying is he hasn't performed under his contract. Like if you wait to get your surgery till the day before the season starts or whatever, I mean, it was soon before. And he said, no, I wanted my summer off. Right. I mean, at least that was the message. Middlecoff was talking about that, you know, where he, he was saying it was like Shaq, you know, variation of what Shaq did way back when. Okay, that's fine. Or it is what it is. But now, oh, there's complications. Yeah, that's what makes it a really bad look. And I'm out for the season. By yeah. the way, I'm going to be at the beach. So forward my check there. Don't send it to the Malibu house. Send it to the, I mean, and they're just writing the check and just saying, thank you. Thank you for your sir. I mean, what's going on? I've got no answer to that question. It was probably why I didn't touch on it yesterday. I have no idea. Well, where- you should be pointing it out saying this is a problem. That's true. We had a big story drop yesterday. You got to at least give me that credit. All right. The Aaron Rodgers thing kind of took over the show. It's not about you anymore. It's about the listener always. Okay. Did you ever realize that? Or did you thought it was about you? I always thought there was no audience. I just (laughs) did the show like it was just me. Before me, there might have been. Fair enough. You actually, listen, AJ, you might think, how you know, what's going on? No. If you look at the last five years in Houston, he just left a few months ago, is his show, number one sports show down there. You know, against com- his competitors, obviously, the, it, in net the entire time, five years. That's pretty impressive. I don't know. What, it doesn't make me think much of Houston, but in general, <laughs> but I, I, I'm impressed. We're straight out of Vegas. Number two, the COVID with the Giants. Now, to me, this is fascinating because you got two effects going on at once. One is the rugs, and within the rugs effect, there's two effects: him being off the field and off the team. As a player. As a player. And then the distraction for the players are still on the team. As I've listened to stuff about this, 
And the idea that, you know, there was a death, though I did find it interesting how some places kept emphasizing a dog also died. That makes it seem so much worse to it people. It does. <laughs> it does. It, you must wonder how tough that, those dogs, you can, I mean, a dog can jump off a roof or whatever. You got to think that crash was pretty rough. It makes it worse to me, to be honest. And I felt bad that it did make it feel worse to me. But I'm a dog lover, so I was like, oh, my God, this guy there must killed a person been, and a dog? There must have been a, there must have been a study. Or I, I would like to see a study if people were pro-rugs or anti You can't be pro, but if they were sympathetic that he made a mistake and he's got to now pay the consequences, but they didn't want to pile on, that would have been the sympathetic side versus that, oh, he should go to jail for 100 years, is if they mentioned the dog. You would think if you were, if you were a little sympathetic – you probably don't mention the dog. I 100% agree. <laughs> but a lot of people mention the dog. Absolutely. Um, but you think about it. I didn't realize, and you never know with these things until the, the charges start coming out. They're talking like 40 years. Yeah. So it's not that he might, just a guy that might lose his NFL career is a, a horrible thing, right? Because, I mean, obviously a woman losing her life is a horrible thing. And then the idea that, I mean, you're not only going to live with that mistake, but now it's like 40 years in jail. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying I can see how if he was liked on that team at all, which you got to think he was, that this is a big distraction. I agree. So the line is where it was when this happened. So it was Raiders 3, went to 2.5 on the news Tuesday, back up to 3. Now we've got a counter second point, which is the Giants and COVID. How much are you valuing that? I think it's about right. I think the half point back up to three feet seems fair. And that's the most important half point there is. Yep. And there were 13 cases amongst coaches, personnel, players. Personnel the, might be a trainer. Right. The, the most important player that would have an impact that got COVID was Saquon Barkley, who was already going to be out anyway, more than likely with his ankle. They hadn't announced him out. Now he's officially out with COVID. But I don't think anybody thought he was going to play anyway. All right, so let's let's assume that's a non-factor. So I think they're taking into account the possibility that more positives roll out of this and the 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 distraction of having certain coaches be so gone from positives. the game. We're talking about positives of COVID, where once there was an outbreak, you're saying the line move now is more anticipation of the possibility of additional absences. Yes, and of coaches and things being gone. Okay, but that's two separate things. The one thing is for sure. So you think some of it, so you're saying of the players that are out, you don't see it moving the needle. Not really, considering the Barkley would have been out anyway. Yes. With the co- how many coaches are there? I think three coaches. Okay, so we saw the Saints in a in a situation where they had lost coaches against Carolina. They looked horrible. Yeah. Okay, and then there's the possibility because there is an outbreak, maybe it keeps going. Yes. Hmm. This is for you, AJ. <laughs> I just, I just told you I'm a dog lover. That That's dog would I not said. be saying that to me. Oh, you, all dogs, can all dogs know? <laughs> they know. Of course they know. You know, you want to hear, I'm going to tell a story about one of the most traumatic experiences of my youth that involved a dog. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Is OBJ getting paid? Uh, I don't know how much longer. I think he is, but, now, but he is now. For now. Because they're saying, hey, don't come to practice. Oh, but maybe I was premature with Michael Thomas. This is his quote on in, uh, Instagram. The team and I have worked diligently day and night to rehab and get me back on the field. Hmm. 
<laughs> Maybe I was wrong. All right, here's the story. I used to walk home from church, actually. All right. Up, uh, Uphill in the snow both ways. Don't make me turn your mic off. <laughs> when you hear that music, it means it's serious. And there was this German shepherd that was in this old abandoned looking house. It was not a nice house, but I grew up in a bad, you know, like I said, it's underprivileged. It would always bark, you know, really bad. And like, but then after a while, I got inured to it. It was like, oh, it's not good. What's it going to do? It's barking. One time I turned and kind of did a mocking face at it saying, don't bark at me anymore. I was like seven years old. No crap. I swear to God, strike me dead. The dog jumped through the window. He busted a window. Broke the glass? Yeah, head first through the glass. <laughs> and again, I'm putting my hand to God on this. And I just start running as fast <laughs> as I can. And he's going, and I hear him gaining on me. He bites me on the Achilles tendon. Oh, no. Takes another bite of my calf and walks away. I'm a little eight-year-old kid. Is that why you don't have a dog now? Uh, yes. Are you averse to dogs because of this? I'm averse to violent dogs. Okay. I don't like the way any dog smells. They smell like an animal. But I'm fine with dogs. Okay. As long as they don't bite me. Okay. Do you see the drama? that I do. I feel bad for you. And then I used to have dreams about, like, I knew it was, like, you're running, and it was, like, futility. It was, no matter what I do, I couldn't outrun it. I think I've known you for seven or eight years. This is the first time I've ever felt bad for you. (sighs) Then it worked. When we we come back, I won't top that, but (laughs) it's going to be mighty good. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at this Thursday night football matchup. The Indianapolis Colts, 10, 10 point favorites hosting the New York Jets. So we should say when we say 10, 10 is it's floating between the two. And uh, 10 is a key number. By the way, Buster Posey announces retirement. But we don't really talk much baseball. He was the MVP and the Rookie of the Year. Three World Series rings. Huh. Huh. And only two players in history have ever done that, have an MVP, a Rookie of the Year, and three World Series titles. And the note says one of two players ever to do that doesn't have the player otherwise. Would it be Derek Jeter? On oh, no, Derek Jeter. We have no, no MVP. We have, no. We have, we have no, no idea. Clues. Who was it? Pete Rose. Pete Rose. That would have been my next guess. Oh, maybe this was like an anti-gambler that put that up saying that he's, not, he's, he's on the ineligible list. <laughs> Sounds like Brad. Uh, all right. Colts and Jets. We talked about in the first segment, if you missed this, check out the pod before the uh, game because it was strong. AJ made it. He convinced me. I thought maybe the Colts had a dream crusher scenario and after that loss, but their chance to make the playoffs are still significant. I think they're going to be playing hard. Jets last week, when you look at how they played last week, a shocking win. They killed a bunch of survivor people. Do you feel like the Jets are better than they've been. Are they trending in the right direction? No. No. So why not? 
uh, because I, they still have a, just a dreadful roster. The question isn't how bad they are. The question is, are they over or underrated? You can be the worst team in the league and still be underrated. Well, this the look-ahead line on this was 14 points. Okay. So, they, so you're saying the adjustment. Okay, the look-ahead line had White, though, as a horrible quarterback. Yes. Right. Well, how do you grade how White did in that game? He played well. Fez, when we did the podcast, he said, "I asked what the difference was between Mike White and Zach, uh, Zach Wilson right now." He one said, guy has won. He's undefeated. The oh, go ahead. He said zero point. Well, remember Zach Wilson beat the Titans. He said zero movement on the two, so he he considers them equal right now. Here's the question. I did a poll on this on my Twitter at RJ in Vegas. You can see the exact results, and I asked it simply. Who would, you, who would you rather have on your team, Sam Darnold or Mike White? Guess who won? Mike White. Mike White. <laughs> and there were almost 4,000 votes. Mike White won 52.7%. I'm surprised. Darnold did better than I thought. You know something? You might think I'm joking here. I would want Mike White so fast your head would spin. Because here's the thing. We know Sam Darnold can't be an elite NFL quarterback. That is now known. There's a chance greater than zero that Mike White could be. Why wouldn't you want the guy that could actually be what you want? Like you say, you got, you've got a, a lottery ticket. You don't want one that's already scratched off a loser. That's, that's it. <laughs> Sam Darnold's a lost lottery ticket that's in the, in the sore right now. <laughs> they come to the Breeders' Cup from every corner of the globe. The best throwbreds from around the world with one goal in mind, the title of world champion. Visit breederscup.com slash 2021 for more information. Catch all the action live on November 5th and 6th. That was an unusually good analogy for you. Thank now, you. How are you. How's your record on these props on Thursday? Six and two this, this season so far. That's strong. Now... You've got another one. Come on, baby, $80,000. <laughs> Jets running back Michael Carter over four and a half receptions. First five games of the season, Zach Wilson at quarterback. He had nine receptions on 14 targets in five games. Once Wilson went out late in the second quarter against New England, things changed drastically. Since that injury, Carter's had 17 catches on 23 targets. That's three catches per quarter with Mike White at quarterback. It's safe to assume... Well, per quarter, you mean for four quarters? Six quarters. Uh, six quarters? All right. All right. A game and a half. He's, right. he's caught 17 passes, uh, which is way more than he did all season. It's safe to assume... Mike White is leaning on Carter as a receiver. Michael Carter over four and a half receptions. I almost did this. I was ready to. But I actually think not. Because So what you're saying is that we are getting six quarters of this rookie or this young quarterback, and he has a propensity to do this. Yes. It might be the position. It might be that this guy and him threw to each other a lot on the sidelines. Whatever it is. And thus, when the pressure's on and the lights are bright, he's going to fall back to that. Agreed. And the numbers are just going to be season-long numbers pretty much. Right. They're slightly higher than season-long. But, but not that much. No. I'm going to accept that. Thank you. I'm going to accept. I'm surprised. Because I will make this announcement. we got to get off all the overs. <laughs> I mean, it's so square. But this one, I, I, I would probably accept it. Okay. I would accept it. The Colts... You know, you got to wonder about Wentz, too, and the idea that he was doing so well with the turnovers, and then it's like, he's not great under, um, when the pressure's on, and I'm not talking just rush, I'm talking about mentally, he can fall apart. So, I, if you like the Colts, I might want to watch and, and see if he does well the first drive. His worst... 
two games were his last two games. Is that for the season or his career? For the season. Yeah, his worst two games, his last two games. I'd be careful with the Colts. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. If you missed any of today's show. Including when we said, when are the players going to be held accountable? (laughs) Check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And we'll have... The favorite segment of the week where we go through every game and give you something you need to know. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!